welcome back to the podcast welcome back it feels like at least um at least one lifetime since we sat in your office and did the podcast for march is that even true that that was what we did in march yeah it was the day before i left it was march 30th yeah it's been at least one calendar year for sure yeah but we're back baby we are absolutely back to the podcast that talks all about spare time Yes, ma'am. And today we are discussing April 2023. Wow. Wow. That's crazy as a concept. As a concept. When I was pulling up our notes or when I was making our notes doc, I clicked on April. I clicked on a document called March and it was for March or sorry. I clicked on April and it was for April of last year. I thought maybe you had already started and it was like oh. worst was like I had COVID and like all oh these things. I was just God. like, wow, that feels like a really long time ago. I mean, the COVID years are different years. Yeah, we were reflecting today in a conversation about how um, do you remember when everyone was making their own masks out of like tube socks and people were like wearing tidy whities on their face and like. <laughs> Putting like gallon water jugs over their heads. Yeah. It's Those honestly times. crazy what we've been through. And the fact that we're still here in this world that now is much more similar to the one that was before it. Mm-hmm. Still here in this world, making a podcast. Um, this podcast has been going a long time. Yeah, this we, this podcast has been through it. Right Even a global us. pandemic can't stop it. No, ma'am. We love to talk just I like that, that much. about it. <laughs> Me too. Um, you know, the good news for all of you is that Marie and I haven't seen each other in five weeks. We did see each mm-hmm. other by accident today for 30 seconds. It was so exciting. It was so exciting. But we are kind of catching up live on this podcast in some ways. Which I think for some of you is is your favorite setting. Just us, you know. Just unhinged at 9 p.m. on a Sunday night, just catching up, just gabbing away. Yeah, I felt like too tired to podcast at noon. I don't know what I thought was going to happen at nine, but yeah, it's going to be fine. We're going to we're going to do it. It's going to be great. We've got some exciting stuff to discuss tonight. Um, Speaking of which, Lisa, how did you spend your spare time this month, April? Oh, April. You guys have heard me talk about it. I finally had my dating class and she's doing it. It was everything. I loved it so much. Yay! Um, It was at a local yarn store. Is that what we call them? Um, sure. Here in this area called Fiber Space. It's so cute. My instructor, Barry, was completely perfect. I just Barry. couldn't love him more. Barry, he was like, He's a hairdresser down the street and he started knitting 20 years ago and just loved it. It was honestly perfect. I loved it so much. And I learned so much. Like I kind of knew how to knit um, going in, but I didn't really Mm -hmm. understand why I was doing the things that I was doing or like Mm -hmm. if I came to a problem, I couldn't fix it because I was like, I don't even understand this as a concept. So I did gain those skills and now I feel ready to, um, make my sweater, which more on that to come. So I'm working on my scarf right now. I'm doing a rib stitch. Didn't know what that was before. So basically like if you're on the fence about taking a hobby class, I couldn't recommend it more. It was like the best money I spent all year. Honestly, I loved it. Yeah. I'll be honest. I don't actually know because I am also a knitter 
to a certain degree insofar as I can knit rectangles, but I also don't know why I'm doing what I'm doing at all. Yeah. I feel like I really like it was, it was foundational, but like I learned a lot and now like, I didn't even super know how to cast on. Like I would just like watch these videos and be like, I think Mm -hmm. that's right. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And now I'm very confident in the things that I know well, which is casting on knit stitch and rib stitch or um, pearl stitch, which is really all that you need to know to knit. Wow. I learned. She's got the basics and the basics are enough. So basically like do it. If you're on the fence, do it. It was so enjoyable. Um, And now I'm knitting a lot, which I'll talk about more. Um, I also did some picnicking. We had like, we're kind of experiencing spring for maybe the first time in recent memory here in Washington, DC. It has been like a perfect 65 for like three weeks. I don't know what's going on. Don't Um, question it. So it's just been wonderful. And I've been picnicking. Mm. I've been reading a lot. I feel like a lot of books that I wanted to read came out in April. Um, Also, I became obsessed with, listen, I I love an indie bookstore and I shop at many, many, many solid state books, my number one. But I started going to Barnes and Noble a little bit because my knitting class was in Virginia. Mm -hmm. Anyways, the thing about Barnes and Noble is that, and I think like TikTok people know this, they put books out like three weeks early. Really early. They do crazy stuff on those shelves. It's crazy that booksellers just have the power to like spoil a release whenever they please. They super do. And I mean, indies do it as well. Like, yes, yes, they do. But, um, I love an early copy of anything. Like there's a thrill that is associated with that for me. Um, so I have been getting some books, some much anticipated books early, um, and so I did read them in April, even though their release day was May 2nd. Wow, that is exciting. It's um, We're going to speak about a much anticipated book um, very soon yeah, we on sure this podcast. Are. And I simply can't wait. I can't wait. Um, I also really got into the the desk lunch. Um, and I don't mm. mean like I feel like in 2013, it was like eating lunch at your desk. I think I just mean more like I'm now going into an office. And so I'm having to think about packing my lunch. And that has yes. been fun. Um, and now I have famously on this podcast and in my life said, like, I don't think that cookies are all that good. <laughs> and I'm really having a moment right now with, with the chocolate chip cookie. Wow. The chocolate chip, cookie. the chocolate chip cookie. I've just been you getting one everywhere that I see one. And I'm kind of like trying to find my favorite one. Okay. I like it. Yeah. I don't know like why, but, uh, that's where I'm at. So You're having your cookie moment. Yeah, that's really how I spent my spare time this month. What about you? Well, my spare time this month was spent entirely in the state of Florida. Um, You may remember from last month's episode, I have a new job where I work in Miami sometimes. And the major time is the month of April. Um, So do you even have spare time, though? Hardly. Yeah, (laughs) hardly. Um, But. I really, it's funny because I like lived a completely different, totally independent from my real quote unquote life, life. Like I have, I have like another life now <laughs> in Miami, which crazy. is super crazy. Cause it's also um, a life that you had when you were zero to 16. Right. Or it's like, when do you go to college? 18. 18. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because. 
it's a life like it's an adult life in Miami that like I could have and probably did imagine when I was younger and maybe when I was in college but it's something that I like totally took off my you know bingo card as an adult and so it really has been like such a delicious surprise um and I've got to spend I've gotten to spend like a lot of time with people that I love and in places that I love and have loved for a long time. And also like with new people who I also love in new places that now I love. It's very fun. It's that very is exciting. really fun. Yeah. It's lucky for me. It feels lucky. Now you live two lives. Now I live two lives. It was definitely like, I also was like far less homesick than I thought I would be. Like I really was just kind of like, well, I was very busy and I was also just kind of like all in on my, Miami life but then when it came time like I was about to leave like the last week I was there I was like debilitatingly homesick (laughs) so I just put it all off for the end which is an interesting thing to observe myself doing and so now that you've left Miami are you like I miss it or are you like that was really nice I like my life here more and I'm excited to go back and visit yeah I, I think it's more the latter I mean I'm like so overjoyed to be back and like I think that if I can recommend I mean I I recommend leaving your life for a while because I'm just like delighted by my home and like I don't know like I've been back for 24 hours and like this morning and yesterday just being home with Hannah with the cats like doing starting to do my regular stuff was just like so thrilling and so wonderful I just like have a nice you know whatever distance makes the heart grow fonder like I have a really huge appreciation for my little universe in DC that is, which is so a nice feeling nice yeah it's nice it's all nice I'm happy for you we thank you but missed I missed you, you. <laughs> I know I was like, where's my girl? I know. And it felt like a really long time. Like, I think that I I felt like I was living in a a time war. It was like sliding doors. Yeah. Wild stuff. I can't believe it. It was like so long. And yet. And yet now it's over. Time. Now it's over. Something we love to talk about on the top of the episode. Oh, we love to talk about time here. Um. Well, I'm happy that you're back and I look forward to hearing about your spare time this month because hopefully you'll have some more. Yeah, it's it's going to be there will hopefully I mean, hopefully there will be more spare time Definitely. this month. I can't Definitely. imagine how there could possibly be less. <laughs> That's a crazy month. Um, So what was your best in Miami? So I went to a couple of new places. Um, Fun. Actually, one, one place that I've been to a couple times before, but I simply must give it a shout out on the podcast. Um, And I'm realizing... Now that I'm back in Miami more and people are remembering that I am like associating with me with Miami, I'm getting a lot of Miami suggestions requests because everyone mm. goes to Miami for trips. So I thought I would talk about some food stuff. Right. Um, there is a place in Miami called La Latina, um, which I think is a must visit. Um, and it's as far as like it's in like midtown Wynwood ish area and it's very casual like Venezuelan um like it's like a cafe basically and they have like they have like full plated dinners and stuff but the thing to get there is the empanadas 
and the tequeños, which like if you're not familiar with, the, with a tequeño, I think I've talked about them on the podcast before. It's basically like a Latin American mozzarella stick, like Fabulous. wrapped in delicious dough instead of breadcrumbs. 10 out of 10. The empanadas, like Venezuelan empanadas are um, like corn based and they're fried and they have lots of different options. And they have this like cilantro aioli situation for dipping that is completely transcendent. Um, and then they also have a fresh guava juice, which is super important. Or excuse me, they do have a fresh guava juice. But what I want to speak about is the passion fruit juice. Oh, um, it's how very many passion good. fruits do you have to have to make a juice? At least one million. At least it's, it's something that I would never endeavor to make myself because I think that you would have to spend forty five billion dollars or have a passion fruit um, tree. I assume that they grow on trees. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, it's a lot for Uh, me to think about. It's a lot to think about, but so so I do not take um a single drop of that shit for granted, and that's that's an off menu um item. So you have to ask if you know, you know. Um, it's just like a perfect Miami energy place. So that is my best. The cilantro aioli in particular, like I need to figure out how to replicate because it's just like perfect, perfectly like. So it's a little bit sweet. It's savory. It's herby. It's creamy. Like it's just like a great mm. dipping sauce. Ten out of ten. Um, and then there's another recommendation that I have to make, which is a place that I learned about called Shore to Door. I like the sound um, of that. Yeah, it's this. I think that you're gonna like this description. It's to me, it's the perfect vibe. Which is like, so you walk in, it looks like a fish market like a small one, like it's no frills, everything's metal, like they're making preparing fish in in proximity to you. Um, on you ask to order, they have she they direct you outside where there is like an enormous, probably like 15 foot long cooler just filled with beer above the cooler. There's a menu on the menu. There's like five items. They're all fish. It's like shrimp, stone crabs, <laughs> fish bites. Um oysters whatever like five things you and then you you read it you decide what you want you go back in and then they put your order down they have like on the kitchen door is basically like a graph that has all the menu items and then like a blank place where they would put your name so they just like write marie and like put a little check mark next to what you want and they bring it out to you and you can grab a beer from the cooler and it's like an honor system beer situation and it's just like you go into the backyard and it's a little patio, like picnic tables. Everyone has their kids. It's like everyone there knows each other. There was like a sort of reggae band of like five dads playing. Oh, my God. Like It was just like the most chill, flawless atmosphere. And the fish was so good. What it did was you like, get? The fish I got, We got stone crabs. We got shrimp. And fish dip, I forgot to mention, which was a smoked fish dip, which I love. Um, And it was perfect. I was like, wow, I want to inhabit spaces like this exclusively, like casual energy, regulars, just like the it started to pour down rain when we were leaving. And the hostess was like, Hannah was like, I'll go get the car like you're going to we're going to see Tice's play after so i was wearing kind of like dumb shoes and she was like oh i'll get the car like you can't run in the rain in those shoes whatever and like the hostess was like let me see if i have extra flip-flops for you in the back honey oh my and i was god. like oh my god you're an angel no but that's the energy 
So I, I was like, oh, that. I want I want to be frequenting and seeking out establishments that have like exactly this vibe. Yeah, that sounds excellent. I feel yeah. like all places near water have something like that. A hundred percent. It was a very like Keys energy. I don't mm. know if you've ever been to the Florida Keys, but it's like I very have. much like laid back, you know, five o'clock somewhere energy, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we love. So it was Margaritaville, good. Margaritaville, but in a fun way. Yeah, Margaritaville, but like less of the people who go to a Jimmy yes. Buffett concert. Understood. Understood. <laughs> Love it. Um, That all sounds great. Yes. I cannot believe that I have never been to Miami. I know. We're, I keep gonna have, we're really going to have to change that. Next April, I'll be there. Can't wait. Um, Okay, Alisa, what was, uh, what was your best of the month? My best of the month is not food related for once. It's life related. And it's that I got engaged. <laughs> I'm very consciously moved away from the micro- microphone for that. Yes, I know. It's um, it's a moment in time. It happened in April 2023. And I have to say, like, it was truly the happiest moment of my life. I think oh. that people kind of like undersell the engagement of it all. Yes. I, I mean, I can imagine you guys looked so happy. Like it I was, was perfect. Die. Oh, this is my favorite <laughs> best of the month ever. Uh. I know it's crazy. Um, But yeah, I got engaged and it's everything. I highly recommend it when you feel ready to um get engaged. It's just really, really fun. And it's so nice. And I think, I think we were um not expecting to feel so like personally um, moved by mm-hmm. like the moment of it all. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, we've been together for seven plus years, but even so like, this is really the first and only like, well, not only, but this is like the first time that you're like really making a very serious commitment and you might like talk about mm-hmm. marriage or being together forever or like whatever, but it made it very real. It's real. Yeah. And we were in a little cabin and the cabin was truly in the middle of nowhere. Like the closest mm. civilization was like 45 minutes. So we genuinely had nothing to do. And it was kind of perfect because we just spent the whole day talking. And I feel like we actually had so many deep conversations that like, I don't know, like it was almost, I'm like, we've spent seven years talking and yet this felt like such meaningful and new conversation Mm. in so many ways um and the second thing is I think we were truly like didn't really think about what other people's reactions would be or like how they would feel and like the outpouring of love from our people was just like honestly overwhelming like in a great way but I think just the number of people that like called me or texted me that they were sobbing I was like oh my god (laughs) this thing in my life like can like matters to you in that way um was very moving and I think we feel very lucky and it's been just really nice to like hear from people and we haven't like posted it online or anything so it's really like a if you know you know um but those that know have really shown up for us in a way that has made us feel like so just lucky so i got so nice she got engaged she made everyone sob including me (laughs) i mean i just didn't know what that people would know you had that kind of power over people's tears 
I know my sister sent me the cutest picture ever. It was like, it's like a live photo of her opening up our photo that I sent her and it's so cute. So we just now have a lot of little moments like that, that feature the people that we love too. So it's really nice. It's so nice. I love it so much. I love your love. Thank Uh. you. No, wow, she's gonna engaged. You're going to get married. Crazy. Can't wait to talk about it on this podcast Please. literally as often as you want. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, um, let's talk about bad stuff. Let's talk about bad stuff. The worst. Um, okay. I had a, I went to a restaurant in Miami that was bad. Um, yeah, for it several looks bad reasons. based on the name. It's funny because um, this place after we went. I like saw an article that was <laughs> about how this place has like the best vibe. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, no. I could not disagree more. Um, it's called Rome. I can't remember, like not a trustworthy source. It was like uh-uh. eater or something. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's called Mame, which is a fruit. Um it's kind of like a Caribbean slash Asian fusion restaurant, which really should have been a red flag. <laughs> um, something that I discovered that I almost have never before observed was we walked into the restaurant to greet the host and ask for our reservation. And Hannah looked at me and was like, we cannot eat inside. And I was like, I immediately knew that we could not eat inside because it smells like an air freshener in here like so strongly which i'm like what are you hiding you know what i mean like scary restaurants should smell like food and if they smell like an air freshener like that's not right no i see here you wrote scented candles like i feel that that is i feel like you've never experienced that before because it's not a thing no, because like that fucks <laughs> with the way that you taste food, right? Like if you're smelling something else and you're eating something like your food is not going to taste right. Anytime I've worked in restaurants, I haven't even been allowed to wear perfume. Right. It's so weird. So I was like, we were like really freaked out by that. And then there were some things that we ate on that were extremely, extremely good. I will say like there was this like curry white fish with rice situation and bok choy and like roasted carrots which was quite good Mm -hmm. um but we ate a ceviche that tasted like um absolutely nothing uh like i don't know how you can have like an ahi tuna i guess it wasn't no it was basically how to describe it it was ahi tuna ceviche like on top of a tostón like on top of like plantain tostones it was an Mm -hmm. appetizer and it was like supposed to be sort of like a soy marinated ceviche situation and like the tuna tasted like cold nothing oh just, no i just gotta is, chill out my it's spine it's like really the one of the worst bites of food i've had all year it, and the and the toston also tasted like nothing like it was like no nothing was flavored it was a plain plantain with like little cubes of unseasoned like verging on room temperature tuna Oh no, something yeah. went seriously wrong. Something went very awry. Um, so I'm that was at the not menu good. here and it's not um, cheap either. It's not cheap. It was also so much more expensive than it should have been. I, it was my fault. I was also one of it. One of the reasons it was the worst is because I selected this place, which <laughs> this is why I don't fucking choose because if I choose wrong, I'm like crippled with guilt. 
So don't go there. Um, uh-huh. The other thing that happened that was my worst of the month is um, I was on Miami Beach doing a site visit for work. And it started raining so hard um, that it instantly flooded um, everywhere on Miami Beach. And I was driving my rental car, which is a um, Toyota Camry. And Ooh, I was a classic. Everyone thought I was their Uber all month. Um <laughs> And it was so much water instantly on the roads that I um, could not drive. So I found my way to a Whole Foods because I was hungry. And I was like, maybe I can like wait out the the torrential downpour. Um, and I got out of the car. I was wearing my like Gen Z jeans. Um, so I was like, live, you know, that meme where they're like, it's all fun and games until they experience this. And it's like the your like flare jeans being wet. Oh, yeah. Um, I was living that except for imagine I get out of my car and I like step, I step into the, into the, onto the ground and it's water up to my knees, literally like almost going into the car. So I like started running, but I was like lifting my legs super high while I was running to try and like not be in the water. But then I was obviously just like splashing myself. Like, so I got into Whole Foods and I was like completely soaking wet, like head to toe soaking wet. I was freezing, freezing cold. I got some food. I went back to the car, obviously getting soaking wet again. I got into the car and I had to like pour out my sneaker. Like it was like filled with water. Um, And then it took me 90 minutes to get home, which should take 10 minutes. Um, Because it was a river. It was a river. So that's a shout out to climate change. Um, If you like South Florida, you should go now because it's not. um, I was going to say like not long for this world. Miami. (laughs) It's really not long for this world. I mean, Fort Lauderdale also was like, it, there were so many, like it was, the flooding was so bad that like, how long does it like stay there? Um, it was flooded in Fort Lauderdale for like two days, I think. Oh, I saw some of these pictures. It's actually. crazy. It's completely insane. Um, and like not everywhere floods, but like Miami beaches is, is going down. It's going down basement as Nicki Minaj said. Um, so I think as I, as I said before, if you would care to visit, um, you should do so urgently because I don't think that we're going to make it another 10 to 15 years without some serious changes. It's pretty fucked up. That is pretty fucked up. That's yeah. crazy. You hate to see it. I know. It's uh, it's scary, but I have to, I mean, I've never been to Miami. I've been to South Florida, but like, I do wonder about people that are buying property there now. I'm like, well, and the housing What's market, the, the housing market is completely insane right now in Miami. Like everything is so expensive. People are really buying. And I'm like, you're buying this house for like 10 years max. And it's also like the shit that you, the climate change stuff that you don't like think about because it's not like a flood or like wildfires is like, oh, you know, South Florida is on like a porous rock bed of land and like the sea rise is coming through the bottom of the earth. So like the foundations of your apartment buildings are going to be like fucked up. Like, I mean that like surfside apartment building that fell down, like that shit is scary and all that stuff is going to, you know, keep happening and it's really fucked up. So it's really fucked up. That was was a low. That's certainly a low (laughs) and uh, it's more low than my low, but I will bring us over to another low now, another worst. Um, I love it. Hannah, who became a close personal friend of mine during Marie's time away. um, (laughs) I love it so much. Sent me this very important article. If you like me um, followed, I think like maybe hesitantly followed Lee from America back in the day. I feel like 
my relationship with Leave from America is that I always was just like, I always felt like I didn't really understand what was going on. And so out of that curiosity, she kept me coming back sort of deal. Um, For some context, she was a wellness influencer on Instagram. One of the like more popular ones, I think, but was like really in the heyday of like girl bossing, wellness influencing, you know, Mm -hmm. doing like the, the coconut oil pulling, like doing crazy smoothies every day, like not really eating, working out a lot, just, you know, you know how now it's like, oh, all of this is extremely toxic and none of this is real. And like, you shouldn't do any of this stuff. Like she was at the heyday championing this lifestyle sort of thing, Mm -hmm. but is also just like a weird chick in my opinion, like had (laughs) just like weird things going on, like always was very into like fashion and interior design, but in my opinion, like had extremely weird things happening by way of outfits and her home. So anyways, I always just thought she was kind of kooky. Um, And then at some point a few years ago, she just kind of like um, fell off the face of the earth and stopped posting on her Instagram. And then she came back and she said she went to like, I'm paraphrasing and I might be wrong, but I want to say like she went to some kind of clinic because she had like uh, a disorder, like a disordered relationship with wellness that was mm-hmm. affecting her health. Um, And so then she was like, I'm no longer going to be an influencer actually, but she kind of like still was posting on the internet. And anyways, long story short, Hannah sent me this article from the New York times is their life after influencing. And it's all about Lee from America and how she like doesn't want to be an influencer. But what's really crazy is if you go on her Instagram and if you see any of the engagement that she's posted about this, her whole um, talk track, which is also reflected in this article, is basically like there is no job harder in the whole universe than being a social media influencer. And like you guys have no fucking idea and like you just don't get it what it's like to be beholden to this app and the Internet and all these people. And so a lot of people are very angry because first and foremost, like every job is a hard job and Mm -hmm. there are certainly things that are challenging about the social media space. And obviously we know that many influencers have horrible, horrible mental health. And all of that is true, but also like, shut up. Like it's, it's your choice. And there are so many choices that you have the agency to make that many people are not able to make in their jobs because they work for corporations or yep. other people or whatever. Well, so it's giving kind of a monster. Yeah. It's giving that Gwyneth Paltrow quote. Do you remember this when she was like, being an actress and a mom is harder than being a re- a mom with a regular job. Like it's just different. You don't get it. And everyone was like, fuck you, rich lady. <laughs> yes. It's absolutely giving that. Um, And she just keeps doubling down, doubling down. And oh, no. she also is now saying that, um, or she has a course now for other influencers. If they want to leave the influencing space, She'll charge them money and she will influence them to buy her course to no longer be influencers. So anyways, this has been fascinating. Like I love a weird culture rabbit hole that's like kind of stupid, but kind of mm-hmm. pertinent. And I think the the pieces of this that I find are pertinent are like this bitch really thinks that she is saying something and the world is telling her 
you've got to stop. And I think that that is interesting. That is interesting. I don't know how I missed her. Like, I feel like there's some early influencers that I just like really missed the boat on who are like cultural iconoclasts of their time. Like this girl, apparently. And like Caroline Calloway and stuff. Oh, yeah. Like everybody's like, oh, I know all about this person. And I'm like, I I don't know where I was when that person was the talk of the town but i I think her. people were like she's weird and they were tuning in um, but there also, are a lot of weird people out there who like to see other weirdos doing their weird things you know what i mean absolutely there's also a medium article um that hannah also sent me where her assistant chimed in and was basically like all of this stuff is not true and lee treated me so 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 badly and she has like receipts and basically the end of it she was like after she went away on her like wellness you know, whatever, like when she took the time off, she came back and she was like, like sent her an email being like, I'm so sorry. I treated you badly. Like blah, blah, blah. And her assistant was like, shut the fuck up. Like it's too late, bitch. I'm posting this on medium. She posted the whole email. It was, Oh my God. I have to put that in the show notes. I want to do that too. So anyways, if you too would like to go on the leave from America journey, a lot happened in the month of April. I said, it's the worst of my month. Like it's, It doesn't affect my life by any means. I just think that this is like a look at one of the worst things that's happening in the culture right now. Yes. Um, And I think that I think it is one of the worst things about about now. Yeah. It's the intersection of all of it. It's like being online. It's the wellness bit. It's the influencers feeling entitled. It's the influencers having a horrible life. You know, it's all of it. Yes, 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 yes. So tune in. It's uh, it's a while. I'm ride. in. I'm really in. Um, my recommendation is perhaps one like I was not going to recommend this, but I was speaking about Hannah with what I should recommend um before the podcast um, and it came to my attention that this is because I was like, oh, I can't wreck this. Like everyone knows about this already, and she was like, no, Marie, people don't know. Like my friends came to town this weekend and they did not know. And I was like, okay, well That's then, crazy. for the good of the culture, I have to say. If you are not listening to Boy Genius, you are really fucking up. Um, this I think that and also like if you're not like a fan, the music is excellent, but I I'm just enjoying what I'm seeing. And I'll give a little more context and I'll tell you more. So for those of you who don't know, I think you're all straight and that's okay. I think that the reason I think everyone knows about Boy Genius is because all gay people know about Boy Genius. Um And some straight people. But for those of you who do not know, straight or otherwise, Boy Genius is a super group made up of Phoebe Bridgers, Lucy Dacus, and Julian Baker, three queer indie darlings of the music world. Um, And they have put out their first full-length album. It is amazing. Um, They also have an EP that is self-titled. The album is called The Record. Extremely creative title. Um, And they are... I think that they're making them like some of the best music. I think that they have some of the best lyrics out there. Um, but really like what I am wrecking for you beyond just the music is like getting interested in like following them and like looking at reading their interviews and stuff because they are so in love with each other, like in a friend way that I find like very, very, very wholesome and endearing and like i see a lot of like my friendships reflected and i in a way that i don't like think that we see that much like they're just like candidly 
obsessed with each other. And like, I think it's really nice to see three artists who are like basically saying like, I'm going to like, they could be making their own music. They could be making their own money. They could be like not sharing the credit. Um, and they're like, instead just like obsessed with making music together. Phoebe Bridgers opening for Taylor Swift right now on tour, like brought the boy genius girls out with her, which I think is like really, it just like shows you that they like really love each other and they're really like ride or die for each other. And I think that it's nice to have like a group of celebrity musicians who are doing that. It's giving me a lot of joy. Oh, I like, I am. I've listened to the boy genius albums. I'm not a super fan in the way that you are. Like I, I like their music. It doesn't really, it hasn't changed me, but I've also interacted with zero of their, um, cultural content so maybe Mm. that's my next step yes i think it should be i think that like the rolling stone article is a great place to start um there have been a couple really good articles where they're just like talking about each other and loving each other um yeah i just really love them i i'm not like the biggest julian baker fan in the world um she's the only one that is not like but the other two lucy and and phoebe are like two of my favorite artists of all time so that's another part that's that'll part do of why it. i like i'm like imagine if your two faves made a band like you i know die. i think i would be obsessed i frankly i don't know that i really understand phoebe bridgers either but i'm working on it you are doing your best and i can't believe that i am gonna see phoebe bridgers for the first time i can't believe that weekend. either considering that I have seen Phoebe Bridgers too many times uh, based on this conversation. It's so funny. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that, but that is my recommendation. If you have not listened to boy genius, the record, what's your favorite song? Do it. Um, I think that not strong enough is a perfect song, mm-hmm. and but I, I think it's the best song of it'll be my song of the year. Um, but I oh. really love, um, I love letter to an old poet as well because it's like a callback to an earlier song and it's just like a nice moment of like growth. I, I think it's just like a beautiful, a beautiful. And it's it's sort of like this is something interesting that I don't think pop or like non-musical theater people do. <laughs> like it doesn't really happen in like music in this way that like somebody writes a reprise to a song that they yeah. have written before. And I find it moving. I think so, too. Um. Also, shout out the Joseph album did come out in the month of April. It and did it's indeed. Great. Yeah, I love those gals. I can't wait to see them live. Another three girl band. Yeah, we love a three girl band. We love a sibling music group. Love. Couldn't love it more. Those genetically um, perfect harmonies, baby. Nothing like it. My rec is the Cafe Haley Salmon with Fennel and Green Olive Citrus Salsa. It Yum. is so good. I actually... Maybe she doesn't call it that. She's calling it salmon with citrus and green olives, but it's essentially a salsa. Yeah. Um, I was a little skeptical because the the way that she cooks the salmon is in parchment paper, which mm-hmm. I think works really well for like a white, light, yeah. flaky fish. And I just wasn't sure what what happened to the texture of a maybe denser fish like salmon, but mm-hmm. I really liked it. Um, you put it in a parchment paper with some citrus on the bottom and fennel which like my fennel obsession is going so strong I love it. um and you cook it for a very short time it's really quick to cook fish and then the topping is the other citrus and like some 
hot peppers, olives, herbs, olive oil. Mm. Really yum. I made this for one of my desk lunches and I recommend serving it with um, potatoes. I did like um, baked like rounds of potato just because I wanted that shape and it was really nice. If you want an easy, like healthy lunch, this is really flavorful and fun. We are such a Cafe Haley stan I club know. now. She's doing the her. right stuff. She's doing all the right stuff. Yeah. I think that some of, I would say I don't like, or I don't want to make everything that she posts, but when I want to make something, I will make it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like some and stuff I feel you're like, like, maybe. Yeah. And she's one of the few people I think like, there are some people that I follow and I'm like, oh, you made this thing. I want to make it. But I know if I make it as directed by you, it's not going to be good. Like, yeah. I just want Eden the eats. thing. Eden, Dan, these are not well written. Never made um, it. Oh, my God. Actually, did I, I made something from him that was the absolute worst. I, I don't think it was in April, but it was oh, actually no. inedible. God. I mean, and I, even like... um. Fuck, what is her name? Um Holly. Mm-hmm. Um it's Holly. I can never remember her last name. But like those people, I'm like, okay, I'm watching you. I'm getting For inspired by what you're eating. And I'm gonna like make my own version of that if if it like piques my interest and I like your personality. But Cafe Haley, I'm like, I know if I do what you're doing, it's gonna be t- delicious. Like she's making mm-hmm. food in a way that I really like. And it's, it's you're accessible. right, it's not like not everything that I like I'm not like oh I need to make everything but the things that she's making sometimes it's like I'm like oh I actually wouldn't have thought like I would never think to do like green olives and citrus and salmon and parchment and that sounds fucking awesome I love a castle vetrana olive I'm really having a moment oh yeah so So good so check out her Instagram if you haven't but this is a really great recipe to start with yay Haley we love you (laughs) if you're listening yeah she I think she is I think she is too. Um, moving on to the culture. The What's happening culture. in the world in the month of April? There's a lot happening. Um, none of it is all that good, I'll say. None it. of it's all that good, but we have to start with Taylor Swift because this woman is doing she's always doing the most, and I'm always like, Oh, she's maxed out now, but no, she's always got more going on. And there How were a does lot she of do things. It? How does she do it? She's got a lot going on. We had a lot of news about Taylor in April and some in very early May that I'm including here. We're recording in early May. Um, but I'm gonna include it because I think that it all belongs together. Great. Um, obviously the most critical piece of the puzzle is on April eighth or thereabouts. We learned that Taylor and her longtime boyfriend, Joe Alwyn, have split up. What do you think Ma- about that? I was fe- I actually had like a lot of feelings about it, which was weird because mm. I do not give a single shit about Joe Alwyn. Like, does anybody? I, I mean, it seems like Swifties really do. Like, there are so many people who are convinced that they're not broken up. I don't really care about him, but I was like, damn. I really thought that they were built to last. They'd been together for a long time. It was kind of like, you know, a lot of oh, cute wow. songs. It could really, it, if it can happen to them, like it's just a little bit of a, I guess there it's, it's, it was a weird moment. And I also love to be obsessed with all Taylor Swift drama. Um, So there were a lot of theories uh, following the Joe Alwyn breakup, such as they've been broken up for a long time. Midnight's is a breakup album. 
was kept a secret. I am all I in on 1000 percent agree. Could not believe it harder. Search it on TikTok. There's we'll, some we'll link amazing, it in the show notes. Uh, journalism happening out there's there. There's some there's some absolutely unhinged journalism happening on TikTok. I think that that girl is correct. So Fully. look at the videos that we're gonna link in the show notes. Um, give Midnight's another listen, and you will not need any more convincing. Mm-hmm. Um, there are also some theories that like. Joe cheated on her. She cheated on Joe. Joe proposed. She said no. She wanted to get married. Joe wouldn't propose. There's all of this stuff flying around. It's very crazy. So if you're in the mood for like a rabbit hole, that's a great one. Um, second piece of news is that rumors were flying that Taylor Swift is dating the guy from the 1975. Um, Matt Healy. Matt Healy, whose name I did not know until this week. I am familiar with the 1975. I don't really like listen to to boys sing music, but I do like some 1975 songs. People are feeling some type of way about this. I don't really care, but I think the tea is fun. Like I want her to have a saucy, um, you know, rebound relationship. I think that would be nice for her. Sure. I don't know where she finds the time while she's on her um, famously sold out uh international tour but he's been spotted a few times in recent days yeah he seems so random but sure like i'm like so random but she likes the 1975 famously made out with carly Kloss at a 1975 concert so full circle question mark carly Kloss is pregnant also i mean so much to unpack about the the kaler but we cannot go there again um (laughs) The third piece of news from Taylor Swift coming at the dawn of May, which I'm including here, is that she will be releasing um, her version, Taylor's version of her album Speak Now in July. Um, How do you feel about that? I feel excited about it. I like Speak Now. It's an album that I'm always like, I used to be like, oh, I feel kind of medium about it. And then when I go back, I'm like, oh, there are some bangers on this album. Mm -hmm. There are some bangers. Um, there are also some like dramatic songs on there that like I, for one, as a 30 year old would not want to like do over and like release into the world with pride, like better than revenge is like kind of a fucked up song. So I'm curious to see what she will do. Um, the announcement was made at her Nashville show and she also posted about it in a way that was like worded so weirdly and so cryptically. Um, and everyone knows she loves an Easter egg. So the theory you know about this. Mm-hmm. The theory it. is that um, she will be releasing a memoir several days following Speak Now. Um, and I was convinced by the journalism on TikTok on this one as well, I'll say. I don't question the journalists. They know so much more than is healthy or safe. They've done more research than I will ever do and so on anything i say cumulatively sure. yeah like the people who are reporting this stuff have done more research just about this than i will ever do on pretty much anything forever hundred um, but the the tldr is there is a celebrity memoir coming out on july 9th which is a date that she referenced in her release memo about speak now um the memoir is the details are being kept secret all that everyone knows is that it's a very anticipated memoir we know that it's going to be 544 pages long 
um, and that the audiobook is going to be 13 hours long on the, on the nose, which I think is the most suspicious. Five, 544, five plus four plus four is 13, completely unhinged, but this bitch loves the number 13. And the audiobook is 13 hours, zero minutes, and zero seconds long. So that was all I really needed to know. And apparently Swifties are pre-ordering this book in droves, which, which is, is hilarious. I hope it's like a, you know, weird Republican president biography or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> also, actually, people I, actually noting... I, don't, I don't want those people to get the book sales, but I think it would be hilarious if it's somebody random. The all-too-well um Oh yeah, she's an author. That's right, she's an author. I mean, I I think that it makes a lot of sense for her to Mm -hmm. release a memoir, and obviously, I'm like salivating at the thought. Like, if if Taylor Swift wrote a tell-all, forget about it. I I won't be able to speak of anything else for a long time. (laughs) Um, I'm tempted to pre-order. I'll be honest. Oh, but I I don't think that I will because I if it's real, I will want to listen to the audiobook. Yeah, absolutely, because she'll be doing the audio and there will probably be music. Yes, that's right. So that's the Taylor Swift um, update, but there's one more, and that is that Elisa and I will be attending the Eras Tour this coming weekend. Mm-hmm. How are I'm, you feeling? I feel excited. I am not a traditional Swifty, and I, I don't like early Taylor. Like, I would say... I'm medium on red and then I begin to really dive in and love her mm-hmm. shockingly, but cruel summer really did something to cruel me. Cruel Summer rewired my brain as well. Yeah. It was the song of the year. I listened to it actually 400 times on a flight from Washington, <laughs> DC to Portland, Oregon. Um, so yeah, I'm just, I think I'm, I'm so excited. Like I'm so excited for the experience. I feel extremely lucky to have a ticket. Um, I'm worried. I'm a little worried for yeah. the Swifties, for myself with the Swifties. I think I'm going to be annoyed by them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'm really excited. I've heard it's absolutely amazing. I have been like staying off the internet mostly. Like I haven't really been watching like the videos and everything. Yeah. Me too. I like the surprise songs of it all. I think it will mm-hmm. be fun to see what our surprise songs are. Like, I think it's going to be awesome. I am... I am just, I'm very excited, but I just know that my very excited is one one hundredth of the excitement that the Swifties feel. Yeah, people are, and like, I am a very, very big Taylor Swift fan. Like, I, I feel like I identify as a Swiftie. However, that doesn't actually like, it does, I don't think I would qualify because of the level of Swiftiness that I'm seeing out there. Yeah. And I worry a, a lot for those people. I'm happy for them, but for I'm some of them, them, I'm like, you guys are scaring me. Yeah. So, <laughs> I mean, it's going to be an experience. That is for yes. sure. And what I will say is one thing that I have in the like minimal videos that I've seen, she sounds amazing. Yeah. She so, sounds amazing. I've been trying not to see anything too, but it's impossible. So I know a little bit about like what's coming for us. Um, I think it's going to be great. Yeah, it's going to be wonderful. And we're going with our lovely partners and our uh, other members of our Swifty group chat, Alex and Mike, who got tickets by the grace of God this past week. So that was big news from April as well. Absolutely major. Um, Mage. One thing that I'd like to discuss in regards to this is Taylor Swift is what, 32? Yeah, 32 or 33. I know the memoir is soon. Physically... 
how is she doing a <laughs> three-hour concert three, two to three nights in a row every single weekend yeah i'm wondering i mean i always wonder about this for people who do stadium tours like i just need to know like what kind of drugs they're giving them because they're giving them drugs right like they have to be they're not they're not eating drinking like whatever they're doing during that time is not accessible to the average lay person i think is the only explanation don't know about because there's just no way like i'm like it's impossible i'm 31 and I can tell you it's impossible right and I think like the adrenaline the power of adrenaline is major but like adrenaline doesn't change your like joint pain or like (laughs) physical voice fresh I know I mean they I think that all I think she has to be getting like steroid injections crazy and like doing a crazy amount of like face humidifier stuff I really look forward to it one other thing that I've really enjoyed on the internet as it relates to Taylor Swift and the Eras tour is all of the videos of like her hair at the beginning and at the end. Have you seen these? Yeah, I'm obsessed. The the, the ones from Tampa especially really tickled People my face. Being fan. like, Funny she's bone. real. Like she's normal because her hair starts off sleek and ends extremely so frizzy. Crazy. Obsessed. I'm like curly haired girls rise up. Her hair looks insane at the end and she's so sweaty. I'm like, I love it. Off, I'm like, queen. you're working really hard. I know. I like that she's working so hard. She's a hard. She, that's she one really thing cares we know about her. She we know really, that. really cares. She tried, tried, tries. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to recap uh, the concert in the month of May. It's going to be really something. We're going to have to do happen? it. We're going to have to do like a special episode. I mean, I'm happy to, honestly. Other things that are happening in the world of culture. Um, We've talked about this many times through the lens of um, food journalism in more traditional online publications such as Bon Appetit. But uh, the TikTok food culture is crying out for help. Um, and there are it's two things okay. that came up quite a bit in the month of April specifically. The first being water TikTok. Um, water talk. <laughs> water talk. Scary. It's like so scary. generally... I feel like it's a lot of moms. Am I? It's like Christian girl internet. It's like, okay. Midwestern slash Christian girl talk. Yep. Who are doing these flavored water. They're putting like really scary stuff in their water and pretending like it's good for you. And they're drinking also, I would, I would say too much water. It's like they have cabinets upon cabinets of flavored sugar-free powders like branded like it's like skittles powder and then they also have like the sugar-free syrup so it's like peach lavender whatever like the ones that you see at like a coffee coffee shop um like that's not water and they're just like putting like like an unbelievable like 15 pumps and packets into their stanley cups and i'm like this cannot taste delicious there's just simply no way Right. No. Well, I think that I think that actually is delicious to quite a few people on this earth. But I think the issue is that that is actually no longer water, and that is also no longer good for you at all. It's yeah. it's gonna do bad things to your cells. No, I'm like you guys. The the fake sugars are are not good for you. They're not but good for you at all. They're not good for you at all. It's it's crazy. But also, they are drinking like 
they're like, I drank 250 ounces of water today. And it's like, that is actually too much water. You can drink too much water. It is possible. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm worried about my water talk girlies. Um, yeah, the other thing happening, although I do see you sipping out of a Stanley cup right now. I know I got a little one for, I got this at REI and I got it for my matcha because now I take it to the mm, office. That's So nice. it's just like, it's, I think 22 ounces. So it's the perfect to go morning beverage cup for ice. I sort of want, um, a Stanley. I'll be honest. I'm the big one. Balanced. Yeah. I want a big one. I love a big water bottle. Yeah. But um, you know, you can get another water bottle with the same ounces. Yes. I do. And I also know that I don't need any more water bottles because I have 46 million water bottles. Yeah. I do find that I often need another water bottle, though. So I support you. But the, the Stanley is lame. As a person drinking out of a Stanley, I can tell you it's I I would actually say don't get it. <laughs> yeah. If you're drinking, um, the Internet says if you're drinking more than. 34 ounces of water 27 to 34 ounces of water per hour um your kidneys cannot process that and so you can really die from that and that is not great it's a lot of water per day it's 20 plus liters per day it's a lot that they're drinking that you have to drink to like put yourself in in danger oh yeah it's a lot i mean i'm a person that I have to drink a lot of water or I feel horrible. Me too. But I I do think that the TikTok girlies might be approaching the limit, honestly. I feel worried. I drink like 120, which is a lot of water. But yeah, I think they're doubling that, honestly. Yeah, 676 ounces per day is where we get into like health risk territory. Wow, that's a lot of water. It's a lot of water. You have to be doing a lot. But I'm just like, also, I worry about the like water talk culture the like syrups and stuff is very it's very diet culture-y and like it's giving like drink sugar-free sweetened water so you're not hungry like the mm. kind of stuff that they used to like I, like in high school I was like oh I'll just like drink a lot of water so I'm not hungry right and like that is bad so that is bad that I is think that's I think there's bad. some of that happening on the internet absolutely there's not a lot of that of. happening on the internet another um little example of that in the other direction uh, Marie sent me this crazy, I believe real, oh my God. <laughs> um, from Revolve Primal <laughs> But I think Health. it must have come from TikTok. It must, at some point. Where all things come from. Do you think mm-hmm. this is fake or not? I don't, I never know what to trust. I never, I never know, know what know to it, trust. But I do, it's sort of, it, I mean, I don't think that it's that fake because it's giving like p- keto, paleo, whatever the fuck. It's people giving, who put their water um, in their coffee. Yeah. Or butter in their that? coffee. Um, bullet coffee bullet coffee it's absolutely giving that so it is um it says pov you learn you can make a nutrient dense dessert with three ingredients in 30 seconds the dessert in question is literally a tablespoon of butter that's cut off of a block of butter so one tablespoon of butter then they smear some raw honey on top of that like probably half a tablespoon a half a teaspoon and then they sprinkle it with um, a flaky sea salt and then they take a bite out of the butter and <laughs> I just have a couple questions as a butter lover I love butter I I think that biting into butter straight up is probably one of the least pleasing like mouthfeel experiences of all time 
Yeah, that's disgusting. I mean, like that little, all they needed to do with that to make it delicious is just take that little fork and Melt swipe it. it across a piece of bread. Yeah. Like, and then I'm honey, on butter, in. salt. Great. But like just eating that is distressing. And what are the nutrients that they're referencing here? The I, comments Ralph, are so good on that video. The comments are amazing. They're like, oh, did the nutrients not come? Or like, are the nutrients so in good. the room with us right now? Yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> Um, I know raw honey is very nutrient dense, but you can't tell me that just putting it on an inch butter, of butter and salt are the only other two ingredients. So I'm like, you guys, come I just on. think we've gone a little too far. And, you know, I think to your point, I do worry because I think even 15 years ago, like I remember bitching about this, like nobody knows anything about food in this country, like unless you are interested in educating yourself, like everything that is you know, sent your way is all, you know, it's all funded by whoever is paying for whatever. Yeah. So it's all really fucked up. And now that everybody gets their information from all of these journalists, as we've now been calling them on every possible channel that exists in your world, like cra- it's crazy. It's so crazy. And also just the fact it's that like right. everybody references an everyday conversation, like making tiktok recipes or like learning things on tiktok i'm like i think there's a lot of good stuff on tiktok but i think the food piece generally is a little off the rails at this time it's it's really scary everything is and i do feel like we're kind of getting back like the especially the water talk thing is like really like slim fast has yeah. slim fast energy which or like, like i thought we were past that oh my god propel it's i saw propel. i saw a hilarious meme about vitamin water did you see this no it was like college me really thought that vitamin water was healthy like i was oh, like so oh, i'm I. getting a little cold coming on like i need a pink vitamin water like she i need was, like vitamin water it's like what the I know. fuck are we thinking it's so sad you know i have to tell you though like i don't know um I actually don't know how I feel. I don't know if this is good or bad. You tell me. It maybe is just neutral. Um, I've been drinking a lot more Gatorade lately. Like anytime I... I've been feeling dehydrated, I have been drinking Gatorade. And guess what? It works. I believe in the power of Gatorade. I we believe in Gatorade. It's our Gatorade home. Um, we bought a pallet of Gatorade from Costco. Oh my god! I'm we moved into the, the right house. girls. And it's really like if you're not feeling well, if you're feeling really dehydrated, it does something. If you have and a it tummy ache, fast. it works rapidly. And I also believe uh, in the power of a liquid IV. Like mm. I really love a liquid IV, and I do the same thing with liquid IV and Gatorade, which is that I like it to be like really watered down. Like I will mm. pour half of a Gatorade into a giant cup and then fill it with water. Like I just, it's I don't That's want actually it to be, really like, smart. Too like viscous, you know what I mean. What I want is I want it to be ice cold. So cold. An ice cold Gatorade. We call it a Gatorade on the rocks in this Uh one. That's Um, good. An ice cold Gatorade is healing. Okay. I'm so glad. I I had a feeling. But yeah, I've actually turned to perhaps the opposite of water talk, which is Gatorade when I'm feeling dehydrated. (laughs) It really works fast. It's Um, a magic formula. What is the color? I'm blue only. Blue. Which blue? ideally arctic uh-huh blue. that's right that's right what about you um that is my preferred flavor as well yes it's honestly but delicious it's quite good but i you know 
of the classic flavors, I'm a yellow girl. I would do um, yellow. I would do orange. You know which flavor I really miss is pink. There's not enough strawberry kiwi in the street, oh. in the market these days. That was my flavor of choice when I was sick as a kid. Oh, I wasn't um, really familiar with yeah, that. Strawberry kiwi. Um, they used to make those bottles that were like, you probably remember this because you were a sporty spice, that, that were like a squeeze top, but it was like lips shaped. Oh, yeah. <laughs> those were my favorite. I that was, was like the my... same as the Propel bottles. Yes. And I would take them like I would get a pink one mm-hmm. for my like two a days when I had like a two a day softball. Game. Oh, girl, you got a fuel. Yeah. Fuel, Gatorade baby. is good. Gatorade the formula is, good. is correct. I, know, I mean, I... it's not for everyday use, but like if you're of feeling bad, not. if you're hungover and you drink a Gatorade, you're on the path to recovery. I know Absolutely. you don't get hungover, but that is. You know what? I do get hungover, which is what's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Just not from alcohol. From being, from being alive. Yeah, yeah literally. <laughs> um, okay. Anyways, I'm glad we're on the same page about Gatorade. Yeah. Very, very quickly to wrap up this culture segment. Culture. Uh, a new trailer has dropped. And your girls are, unfortunately, fortunately, I don't know, where do we stand on this? Uh, I feel, honestly, I feel fortunate in this moment. We're locked in on the uh, Kardashians. Yes. Yes. And on their Hulu journey. Um, I love it so much. Just like, what was put your... it in my veins. I know. I just, there's something about them that I'm like, this is simply fascinating. Even though yes. I do wish that it was a little bit more current. Like, I think what's tricky is that I believe their show is about like eight months. Which is honestly like in the so past. ridiculously recent. Like, they're they're, tur- they're really turning it around. And but yeah, I'm like, we're like, I need ugh. it to be like from yesterday. But um, I and you guys know, I think we've talked about this before that I'm like a new to the i knew about the kardashians obviously because i live on this planet mm-hmm. um but i had never watched until the hulu s- series the hulu um, one is um better in certain ways for sure yes it is when i tell you that i was watching this trailer and i was gasping aloud <laughs> like i was like past the popcorn i can't believe it like will courtney and kim love each other anymore i didn't know that they were fighting this is my first Me neither. Uh, they're keeping it secret which like i guess you have to keep some stuff secret for when you're because you have to have some like you know surprises juicy. on the television show what's crazy to me about the kardashians is that like they really are representing a lot out here in this world like all yeah. the stuff with kanye is really crazy it's and, sort of like, insane that that is documented now i know I and like can't wait that's a lot um the diet culture of it all um chloe having like a crazy skin cancer yeah melanoma it's like really scary and on her face honestly i think that that's like obviously this is i think it's it's scary that that happened to her i think it seems like she's fine but i think that that is like perhaps gonna have one of the most positive impacts that the kardashians will ever have which is that like all of the girlies are gonna go get their moles checked out now yeah, I think we just can't ignore like the impact, the that power they have on society. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm also curious about the Chloe Tristan of it all. Like, girl, what's happening, girly? Stop. <laughs> what's I going think on? that there, it seems like there's a lot going on with Chloe. She doesn't seem very well, and it seems like no. that's going to be discussed. Which see, it must because she's so thin. It scares me. Yeah, she's deeply thin. So, anyways, it's coming out in May. So, we'll we'll, we'll be recap. discussing. I can't. I truly like cannot wait. Like I wish Is it, it was your coming. most anticipated show. Yes. Of May. <laughs> well, no, my most anticipated show of May is se- season two of severance. Oh, it's coming back already. 
I believe that it's coming back already. Let's find out. That was out. a quick turnaround as well. I know. Um, let's see. Am I wrong about that? No, I'm wrong. But that's, there is something coming back in May that I was like thinking about today and being mm. really excited about. But Severance season two is coming back this year, I believe. I'm happy for Which you is and exciting. all the Severance fans. The Severance did you watch um, Daisy Jones and the Six? No, I did oh. not watch one single minute of it. I don't know why. I I feel like I heard a couple of bad reviews, but then my friend Beba, friend of the pod, who also shout out Potter. to her podcast, Mommy Issues, um, was like, "You have to watch it. What the fuck is wrong with you? Like, what are you waiting for? Yeah, where I think do you I started stand? it and I said, "Ooh, I don't know about this," and then I ended it crying. I loved it. Okay, okay, I'll watch yeah. it. It was good. It takes maybe like an episode or two to warm up, but I loved it. And honestly, I really like the music. Okay, I'm Marcus down. Mumford and Marin Morris wrote it. I love that. They're it's good. two of two two talented peeps. Yeah, I I really enjoyed it, and I actually read or saw online that a lot of people felt that it was like so different from the book, and I found it to be actually 100 percent the same. So maybe I missed something, but okay. Well, I will. I'll take a look. Um, can I ask you a question? Yes. One, a, another television-related question. Of course. Do you watch the show Succession? Oh, no. The short okay. answer is no. Do you? I try. I'm trying. It's so boring. It's so boring. I watched what? like six it's so episodes. So boring. Yes, I'm exactly <laughs> at six episodes. I took that. I took an Instagram. I I requested some assistance on Instagram. Uh huh. Being like, hello. When should I stop? Like, when is it like? I'm just not going to like it. So you should stop. And I got into a lot of conversations with a lot of passionate people whose whose opinions I regularly and genuinely trust who, and I think that basically the, the final group consensus was if you don't like it by the end of season one, you're not going to like it, but like it might take all of season one. I'm like, okay, like I'll try because everyone's always like, it's the best writing on television. It's the best acting. It's whatever. And like, there's so much fucking discourse as these episodes come out. And I'm like, I don't care about these people. They're so mean. (laughs) Yeah, I think that will remain true. I have been advised to just start with season two, episode one. Mm-hmm. they said season one is kind of unnecessary and if you've seen the beginning you know the gist and guess what right it's called succession so you could also figure that out probably right like you know that he's not going to take over in season one like we know mm-hmm. i mean maybe he is but i'm like i know for a fact that the dad is not dead so i'm like we're still doing some of the same stuff like a few mm-hmm. seasons later so i don't know i just wanted to i wanted to hear your take i'm gonna keep trying but boy oh boy is it is it work it's yeah i uh honestly i don't think that i care i didn't watch game of thrones what's what's an, like i feel like that's the other big hbo show that everybody mm-hmm. was obsessed with and watching together so i think i'm just gonna go ahead and skip just it set it out and that's okay but you keep me posted if if things change for i'll you, let you know if it really if it really takes a hard left turn i will let you know yeah i am caught up on ted lasso which is simply a joy like yeah it's i'm so almost good. nearly caught up hannah and i watch it together so we binged a couple episodes yesterday when i got back i love it so much 
Um, what was the last episode? Well, we'll talk about it later. But... Yeah, yeah. I would listen to the actor who plays Jamie read an audiobook <laughs> in a heartbeat. I'm so obsessed. The poop was Poupe. so good. <laughs> <laughs> He's they're giving him so many lines in every single episode. They he has a know. good one. And I'm like, God damn it, I love this man's accent. It's so good. Um, okay, well, besides watching TV, what are you gonna be doing in the month of May? Um, other than going to the Eras tour, mm-hmm. um, I'm and doing a couple other fun things. Like our f- close personal friend Margaret Ellen Skolan is getting married, um, yep. so we will be at her nuptials, She's which is be very a exciting. Beautiful bride. Going to be a really good wedding. We're going to be talking about it. I guarantee for sure. Um, a I'm also going to a I'm going to an award show. Oh, this weekend after the Eras tour, we're going to New York and attending the Glad Media Awards. (gasps) Is your suit going to be ready? That is the million dollar question. Oh, my God. That's going to be so fun. Yeah, It'll be fun. Um, Who are you hoping to see there? I'm hoping to see Betty who. Oh, my God. And I'm hoping to see coast or she's in Nashville right now. I don't know where she is. She's in Nashville. I, I want to see her. I want to see Fletcher. I need to like yes. look at what's what's on the. I haven't looked at anything about this. Like I don't yeah, know like, who's nominated. Who's I don't know what the format is. I'll be diving in. Um, but other than that stuff, which is all very exciting, I hope to sit at my home and mm. um like settle back into my life and i have some like routine goals that i want to s- i have that i'm that i'm hoping to accomplish as i like resume my life and also i feel like you know it's we're transitioning into a new season it's going to be summer so like i'm just going to i'm trying to like i got to get my closet organized i got to pull out you know what i mean the summer do the clothes swap and i want to do like yep. a big pantry reorg spring cleaning Ugh, spring cleaning all is that good so stuff so good it's the best. I'm ready to get rid of more stuff again. I love to do it. Let's get rid of stuff. Anyway, that's kind of it. What about you? I love it for you. Wait, so I'm looking at the um, the Glad Media Awards, and it looks like yes. everybody already knows who won. Oh, how exciting. Coming to accept their awards. I have no fucking idea, I guess. I guess. Oh, I mean, Fletcher was know. the winner. According to this, so she she'll must, be there. She must be there. Oh my god, hell yeah, brother! Betty Can't was to... nominated. Outstanding breakthrough music group. It doesn't say who won. Okay, so maybe like some of them will be live. Yes, this is kind of random. Like some, I don't. Oh, know. there's this some is... movies on here too, huh? Yeah, this is confusing. But I'm like, wait, why would we be saving, um, outstanding video game for the live <laughs> one? <laughs> I have you no know, idea. but not like. Oh, okay, this is interesting, but I yeah, mean, it sounds like maybe Fletcher will in fact be there. I know. I'm like, who's? I want a list of like who's coming. <gasps> Outstanding podcast, no winner um here, but Los Culturistas is nominated. I was gonna say spare time, anyone? <laughs> we are indeed a qualified podcast. To okay, that's really interesting. Award. Keep me posted. I am very curious to hear more about that. Yeah, I'll keep you posted. Um, I'll keep you posted on. I'm like, will there be a step and repeat that I myself am doing? That seems stressful. I hope so. I love Cheese. Cheese, bitch. <laughs> um, I'm going to be knitting. I'm going to be reading outside. Yes, I'm going to yes, be doing more desk lunch. I have some like travel this month. So that's kind of annoying to me. I want to be 
home and cozy is how I feel. Uh, so I'm just leaning uh-huh. into that in my look ahead. But yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to the warmer weather. Um, I hope to get a little more inspired in the kitchen as well. I really have not been uh, cooking or baking pretty much at all. So that would mm-hmm. be nice mm-hmm. for me in May. Yeah, that would be nice. I'm looking forward to cooking as well. It's been a minute. Oh my God, I'm sure. Coming back to your house from being in a different place, all you ever want to do is cook. I'm like, wow, my 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 knives, your my things. things are here. And I it's just nice. It's you know what? And especially nice. for a girl like me who loves stuff. I know you you're reunited with your stuff, and that's I big. Love stuff. I love stuff. What can I say? I know it's She's not like a not chic, a minimalist. It's not a chic opinion in the year of early 2023, <laughs> but I fucking love stuff. And you know what? I love you. So thank you for this beautiful time recapping April 2023. Thank you for that phenomenal, beautiful, flawless segue. I loved it. Um, anytime. <laughs> and uh, until next time. Thank you for spending your spare time with us. <laughs>